Previously on the Wheelbarrow Full of Dicks Internet Radio Program. Would you be willing to pitch in if me and you came up with $75 and offered it to somebody to get WFODicks.com tattooed on their forehead? You're fucking A right. Yeah, but I mean, I, I need to be pretty fucking sure that you actually got it tattooed. You're not just bullshit man writing it with sharp. Well, the, problem, the biggest problem is, too, like I've seen people with face tattoos in real life, and I don't look at them. I look away. Because so it's, it's weird. Great right, right. Yeah, but, but I, mean, I don't like, want to see that. The GoldenPalace.com probably paid a lot for this, this back piece of this guy. But then all he's got to do is wear shirts, right? Yeah, right. I mean, then you'll never get your advertisement unless he goes to the pool. My name is Mike. I am joined by the king of pranks, the albino alligator, Mr. Travis Pulse. Hey. Travis, I have a good story. I'm... Before we... Coming up after the break, we're going to be talking to HostGator.com. HostGator.com had over 20 uh, porn sites on his face. Yeah, he uh, advertised his body... Uh, or, or offered his body to anybody who wanted to advertise on it for uh, cash payouts. Sold his entire back to GoldenPalace.com. Travis, that one's still there. That one's still there. Looking forward to talking about it. He lives in Alaska. I didn't know that. I'm learning a whole b- a bunch about our uh, good friend host. David. I wonder if he's in the 30 Days of Night place. Oh, where it stays daytime all the time? and Or stays nighttime. Stays daytime for a while. Uh, and then stays nighttime. Should ask Host Gator about some uh, Alaska facts, Travis. Yeah, we need Alaska facts. Separate the uh, the fact from the fiction. I don't know if I've ever talked to a person from Alaska before. I have a cousin who actually lives up in Alaska. She and her husband moved up there to be uh, tour guides up there. They got a couple of kids, and uh, they've been in Alaska for probably 15 years. So it's very interesting. I haven't talked to her in a long time. Guy I played hockey with, Travis, uh, his name's Clayton. Uh, he moved to Alaska with a podiatrist. He, he oh, fell in love right? with a pati- pati- podiatrist, Travis. Mm-hmm. They moved to Alaska. And, fo- and followed the podiatrist. But- <laughs> it's a tough one. A podiatrist is not podiatrist. an easy word to say. No, it's not something you say very often, so yeah. it's kind of difficult to just kind of shit it out. It's very interesting that you'd follow your podiatrist all the way up to Alaska. I wonder if there was like a a, a void of podiatrists up there. That, like a, uh, natu- there a national shortage? Yeah. And they called we, her we, up and they said, hey, 
you want to be a little big fish in a little pond up here you yeah know? we need we need your expertise up here and we'll just pay you out the ass because we got feet and people do a lot of hiking up here so we need to uh need to, we need to take good care of them Travis, I have a ding dong ditch story. Is that what they ding call dong. it? Uh, where you were, they called it ding dong ditch. Yeah, where you ring the uh, doorbell and run away. Yeah, no, I I think that uh, there was a time that ours had a racial slur in it, Travis. Um, oh yes, I'm familiar with what you are talking. I, about. I think yeah. th- this clip here. Back in my school days, we called it ring and run. I don't think he called it that, Travis. No, nobody called it that. No, we, you call it ding dong ditch, or you call it the other one. Uh, no, so I got a ding dong ditch story, Travis. Gary Jordan faces aggravated assault charges for how he reacted to teens who ding dong ditch this house or ring the doorbell and run. That's when you ring a person's doorbell and then run away before anyone opens the door. Authorities say the teens pulled the prank twice and Jordan waited outside his home to catch them the second time. Some residents believe that he was justified in his actions, but others believe the charges are the right call. So I think he hid in a bush, Travis. And he jumped out and said, hey, I got a gun. He had a gun? He, he told him he had a gun. I don't know if he actually had a gun. Uh, what is, can't we let kids do pranks anymore? Like, at least they're not out causing actual trouble. They or, can you do know. pranks, Travis, but you can also hide in a bush and jump out and yell at them. That's your prank. Well, why? So what did he do? They said assault charges. Jordan told deputies he wanted to catch the kids in the act. The affidavit says when they came back for a second time, one teen told deputies Jordan came out from behind a bush and said, hey, I have a gun. It's a funny prank. He pranked him back. That's the charge is that he just said he had a gun. Yeah. On his own property. You you can't scare kids by telling them you have a gun. You know what? He can can have a gun on his own property. What is this? Is this in California? In the news story, they also pointed out that the kids were uh, riding around on a golf cart doing it. So it sounds like there's a bunch of yuppies. Oh, a bunch of rich kids bored. Yeah, they're riding around on a golf cart, ding dong ditching. Travis, Yolanda, the 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 housekeeper, just cooked them something that they cleaning their underwear. Bored. They got all ornery, hopped up on their Mountain Dews, and they're like, "Let's go." Uh, Let's go fuck with the old people. Well, one of these uh, neighborhood Facebook pages, and I say neighborhood, but really it's almost like the town uh, as Facebook page. And there's people, you know, with with these ring cams, you can't really get away with any of this shit anymore. Uh, and somebody felt the need to to post the picture of this preteen girl, maybe teen girl that did the ding dong ditch to a couple of houses or whatever. <laughs> and they're like, can anybody identify this girl? She rang the doorbell of my house and ran away. It's like, how about you just move on with your life? No, I, I love the next door. Now that everybody has ring cameras, Travis, because yeah. next door is just like the, these unsavory teens cut through my yard. I was like, yeah. So what Who gives a shit? And that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> they posted this and they're trying to identify the team that ding dong ditch. It's like, who fucking cares? She didn't throw a brick through your window. Like she fucking rang your doorbell and ran away at 845 in the evening. It would be different. If it was like 2 a.m. It's like 
eight forty five in the evening, and the girl had the balls to ring a doorbell and run away. And she was I don't I mean she was by herself on the camera. Eight forty five. Jesus, Travis, that's so that's late. A, it's so late to be. We got to identify this team and get some justice. For the fact that I had to get up off the couch because my doorbell rang. Get fucked. Do you think that that we're still youthful, Travis? And in another 10 years or so, we'll morph into these cranky olds? Hey, I'm a pretty cranky old already, right? Like, I really am. It's not over stupid shit like that. Like, I mean... I was a child once. I'm sure I don't remember, but I'm sure we actually this. This is funny. I don't think I've ever said this before. We used to live by a lake and this lake had like a big park by it. And every year they would put up a carnival. Right. Uh, So they would do this carnival. It was typically later. It wasn't in the summer. It was closer to fall. So September, October. It was really nice carnival, whatever they there was a big field by our house and they would all park in there. We had like a little strip of woods by our driveway. So around this time of the year, we would, me and a buddy of mine, I was probably in, I don't know, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, probably something like that. My buddy was like a year older. And was by then we would always have our Halloween costumes. We only did this like two seasons in a row where we would, this little strip of woods right by the driveway, we would always have leave piles in there. So we would put on our Halloween costumes and we would lay down in this little strip of woods that was probably no more than... 10 feet deep and probably, you know, 50 feet wide or whatever. Okay. And it was right by the road. So we would like lay in at night in like this little wood patch and kind of cover ourselves with leaves. And then when cars would start to come by, we'd jump out of the woods in our Halloween costumes and like scare the shit out of like people driving by. And we would do that like two years ago. We would do, we would sit out there for like two hours at night and just jump out at cars in our Halloween costumes. Yeah. And it was super fun. So who am I to judge some girl for fucking ding dong ditching somebody? You know but what I mean? The further you get separated from that, Travis, you eventually become a cranky old. We rage against the cranky olds until one day we just are one. We rage against the machine until we're the machine. That's what happens, Travis. It's sad, but true. It, yeah. One day it's really going to fucking bother us when somebody is in our yard because it's ours. It's our fucking yard and they shouldn't be in it. I welcome it. Like we have neighbor kids and my kids play with their kids and there's kids down the road. And if my kids aren't playing with the neighbor kids, but the kids down the road, they'll, they'll like cut through my yard to get to the neighbor's house. Maybe maybe that's when it'll be Travis, when your kids move out. And then there's just some rando kids. Yeah. Then it's just some kids that have no connection to you or other kids. And you're like, what I don't the know. Fuck are these kids cutting through my yard for? I feel like there'll be a time in my life after my kids move out of the house that I will like pine for the days when I had children around. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm sure it'll be amazing to have the house to ourselves again so we can just be like a married couple and like live our lives. But it, I would imagine once our kids are gone, it'll be like bittersweet right where i'll probably welcome rando kids running through our yard just to get a taste of what it was like to have my children in the house you can put a swing set back there just so that neighborhood kids could come over and swing on your swing set when you don't have kids i'll put a swing set kind of close to the road i'll hide in the bushes bushes and then when kids jump on the swing set i'll shout hey i got a gun (laughs) leave that guy alone let him have, <laughs> yeah, but, what are you going to arrest they, an old man for? They ding-dong ditched him, fuck them, yeah, but also they, fuck him. But it's even. It's even. Yeah. Leave him alone. 
yeah, they pranked him. He pranked them back. That's he didn't I shoot mean, any of them. And he didn't even probably have a gun. Like, why would he? They learned a valuable lesson that day, Travis. Don't fuck yeah, with don't, that old guy. Don't get shot. Right. <laughs> Go to the arcade with a pocket full of quarters. Play a couple games. Don't fuck with old people. Leave them alone. Ring your own doorbell. Run away. You little fuckers. Travis, can we talk about that Johnny football untold? Sure, why not? Wait, he was just going to go through all his money and then kill himself. And then he was like, eh, nah. Yeah, I guess. I guess that he was like, oh, I'm too much of a fuck up. I hate all this stuff. So I'm just going to spend all my money and then kill myself. And then he spent all his money and he was like, oh, I guess it's fun to spend all this money. Is what he kind of blamed it on is that like once he got paid a lot of money to play football, then football wasn't fun anymore. Is that what happened? That's what it seemed like was or that. Did Cleveland he, just break his soul? <laughs> I would think that could probably be for anybody, right? Cleveland breaking people's souls. Once he got a taste of just like partying, he wasn't uh, interested in spending the time that it took to be a professional NFL quarterback, right? Like, so even there was even Cl- Cliff Kingsbury was saying uh, when he was coaching him at Texas A&M that, yeah, the dude didn't like do a whole lot he just had natural talent and uh just kind of played but that doesn't really fly in the nfl right? yeah yeah i guess i guess if you have a whole bunch of natural talent you'll get by for a while but eventually they'll figure it out you got to also be smart right especially since he was a running quarterback in college yeah. right so people never knew if he was going to take off and running quarterbacks have an a shelf life of about three years in the NFL before they just get their shit kicked out. Just, yeah. just look at like Cam Newton, who was unstoppable for his first couple of years and then just got, he was just a pile of shit. He was just naturally gifted, but didn't have the smarts to uh, right. put it all he, together. The na- dedication, naturally, I guess. Nat, nat, yeah, naturally gifted with no work ethic and pretty much grew up to just party and because he got all of that attention so very early i mean they were talking about what when he was first in college so you're talking about an 18 year old kid who everybody was praising as the second coming of jesus and you know made a fuckload of money then as a sophomore so what right 20 yeah it got to party with celebrities and just i'm sure fucking get coked out of his head and just getting fucking blasted all the time you made his head so goddamn big, there was no coming down from the cloud. So you essentially what everybody did was breed just a complete and utter scumbag. Yeah. And he seems at 29 years old when they're in, when they're interviewing him for that documentary, he's he still seems he like seems a fucking like scumbag a bit of a scumbag still. <laughs> yeah, well, 100 percent. I mean, and I think yeah. admittedly so. I think the whole thing is like, yeah, I'm kind of a fuck up. Yeah, I'm kind of a piece of shit. And it's like, yeah, you are a piece of shit, dude. And his parents obviously are divorced because they like film them separately. Right. And like one looks like they have money and one looks like they don't like. I this didn't pay all... attention to that. Which one seemed like they had money? Uh, the wife oh, looked okay. like she had money, but that they might have just did her up better. But yeah. no, I mean, they, maybe they both have money just because Johnny Menzel. But I. <sighs> I, I don't know. I don't know if the if they are divorced or if this whole situation broke them up or 
if one of them was trying to reel him back in and couldn't, and the other one was like, fuck it, let him do what he was going to do. But like his parents didn't, he, he obviously still looked up to his parents because he was even saying after one of those huge games that like he, you know, he, the first thing he always did was find his parents. Yeah. They could have brought him back down to earth. Sure. Uh, sure. If they would have put a little bit more effort into it, than then let this fucking 20 year old kid jet set and just fucking, do nothing but party, you know, and then you just completely what? throw away a one in a million. Sh- no, you know how few people get into the NFL. But you know <sighs> what, Travis? He got the one in a million, though. I-, I mean, like he got the payday. He can do whatever he wants now. Like, you but know, he could have got a, he could have got a huge payday because what did they say? Yeah. He was like that rookie season. What are this like eight million dollars or whatever? He fucked his his NFL career almost instantaneously but but i mean imagine this you're johnny manzel there's always an opportunity for you you can always do a signing and make money you can go on celebrity big brother you can do whatever you need to do because you're you he's infamous to a level where there's always going to be something he can do or you could play football and be good at it and get a yeah. contract for $200 million <laughs> over three years. But then you got to work you know, hard, Travis. You know, like the shelf life of an NFL athlete. Yeah. If you're not Tom Brady, you get what? Right. Maybe 10 years, depending on what position you play. So essentially you're retiring in your at, early at to mid 30. Yeah. If you're playing at 40, you did really good. You did really good. I mean, only like Tom Brady and yeah. fucking. Adam Vinatieri or whatever played till their forties, but like everybody's out in their early thirties, you're done. So and you know you what? Make- now that you mentioned Tom Brady, Travis, he's like the exact opposite of Johnny Manziel, right? Because, oh yeah, 100%. I mean, he, I'm not gonna say he's not a gifted athlete, but he can't run worth a fucking shit. No, he's just really not. smart and really dedicated, right? And exactly, he's yep. a, a decent athlete. But yeah, I mean, I don't 100%. think you'd be like, oh, Tom Brady is an apex athlete. He's probably not really. No. He just really understands the game, right? Yeah, like he's, he's just, just really smart and understands the game really right. well. Right. He, he treats his body correctly. He he practices. He studies. I mean, he's like a student of his career, and that's why he was able to last so long and make all that money and win all those Super Bowls. Yeah. Where yeah, it's the exact opposite. Where Manziel's got natural talent and didn't feel like working at all. Yeah, I, I know that. I know that we're not really a football podcast, but I watched that. Uh, that thing i saw that you tweeted about it and i was like i watched that too and i'm interested in it because it's such an interesting like character study because right you know he just he had it all and then he just dumped it like that's the thing i mean this you can apply this to anything right it's not just this is not a football story no this is a rise this is a rise and fall story this is a guy who got the world handed to him on a silver fucking platter and just said fuck it let it burn and let the fucking college athletes make money for Christ's sake. You're building stadiums I, on his back. The NCAA is such a piece of shit <laughs> organization run by a bunch of old fuckers who like, yeah, make money off the backs of all of these athletes. If it weren't for these people, it wouldn't be a multi-billion dollar industry for, that's employing children. And right? I'm, like, I'm not even saying necessarily that they need to pay the kids. I'm but saying let them that make if, the money. Yeah. If the kids get a deal with Nike fucking good for them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying pay them to yeah. play the game every week. Essentially, they got paid by getting a free ride to college. Yeah. Right. 
But yeah, exactly. If they want to sign a bunch of fucking footballs and sell them through the fucking mail, let them. Yeah. Like, just stop. Stop that shit. I can sign a football. Nobody'd buy it. But I I can. Why can't he? The universities are making so much money and, and specifically the football programs and the NCAA. But there's no reason that these kids who are superstars in that four years can't make a little coin that's bullshit that there he had to make up a story about how his parents were came from oil baron money you know like well, come on let the kid make his fucking money yeah. and be done with it like what's the harm it, yeah. that's on netflix that untold a lot of those are good there's a jake paul one i haven't watched yet but the one where uh, mante teo had the fake girlfriend that yeah that, fucking good i too. love that mante teo one And I was looking like we were watching the Johnny Manziel one, and I'm not sure if this lines up because I I don't really follow college football or, you know, I follow the draft specifically for like my Chicago Bears. But we were watching the Johnny Manziel one and the guy popped up, Hawaiian guy, uh, when Johnny Manziel was getting drafted and and the wife was like, uh, hey, that that Hawaiian guy looks really familiar. And I didn't rewind it, but I'm like, oh, maybe it was Mante Teo. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe that was the same draft. <laughs> and they got two untolds out of it. Travis, I, I, I have a scenario that I want to run by you. And please and do. I'm curious. I, I, I think I need to frame it. OK, so you did a podcast before you were on this podcast. With, well, with, very short lived. Yep. With a friend of yours, right? Correct. You guys were friends before you did the podcast. We were friends. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Are you friends now? No. I, do you just not talk to him or like, do you, are you guys officially not friends? Like he's still kind of your friend, but you don't really talk to him, right? I haven't talked to him in years at this point. Yeah. Um, We're still Facebook friends. He moved like, I don't know, an hour away or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, it's, it's not like we had a falling out. It was just right. Right. We're, so yeah, so that just... that lines up. We'll use him as the example. Sure. So I have a friend, but I'd still say he's my friend. I'll just be transparent, Travis. It was it was Paul, Paul, the former co-host of this show. Oh, sure. One of the originals. Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm out to dinner with friends. And I look out the window and I see Paul and his wife walking into the restaurant that I'm at, right? Mm -hmm. He sees me. He sees me see him. I see him. I see him see me. He pauses, talks to his wife for a second, comes inside, says hi to me. We shake hands. I introduce him to the few people I'm sitting with. Mm -hmm. And then he says, well, it's kind of crowded here. I think we're going to go somewhere else. Leaves. Was it, was there room? Was there, were there tables? There was tables available. Hmm. It was a little crowded. I'm not going to say it wasn't crowded. It was. Sure. Did he leave because he didn't want me want to be at the restaurant with me? I doubt it because it's not like he had any um, obligation to sit close to, you know, Did I mean, think you I'd guys... bother him, Travis. I, I'd interrupt no. his evening with his wife and maybe maybe they when they had come in and they noticed you, they were already talking about leaving. But because he saw you, he came over to you and said, hey, how you doing? Because he knew you saw him. So they already but... saw in the window that it was busy and were like, eh. Yeah, they walked in. They were like, ah, this is. And then he saw you and he's like, oh, shit, I got to go say hi to Mike and then we yeah. can get out of here. I'm sure that's what it was. They probably already made their decision to get out of there. Is it ridiculous of me to think that he saw me and decided to leave? 
Or yes. is it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like like many of these scenarios that you run through your brain and they get all scrambled around and you think, was that a slight against me? Did I do well, something? No, was I wouldn't a- even say it was a slight. I just just thinking like I wouldn't have bothered him if he wanted to have dinner with his wife, but then right. like, of course I wouldn't have. So then it probably wasn't that right. No, of course not. Okay. No, you, you get in your own head a lot with things, with, with scenarios like this. And it's, it's another one of those. Like, like I said, I'm sure they it was over a week ago, leave. Travis, I can't get it out of my head. I'm like, yeah. he, he, he was, he, you should be happy that he did the right thing after seeing you and come came and say, said, hello, as opposed to just walking out, which is very possibly something I would have done. Just be like, yeah. I might have, I might have from across the room <laughs> at the door, maybe just given you like a, a quick like wave, like, hey, yeah. I acknowledge you're there and then left instead of actually coming over and saying hello. Yeah. Because that's kind of how I rock. Yeah. No, I'm sure it wasn't that. No. He probably no, just yeah. wanted to go somewhere a little bit more quiet. You know, he, yeah. he's got kids, gets a night out with the wife, probably wants yep. to, you know. Sit down and enjoy your company. Yeah, didn't want didn't want something maybe so loud, maybe so crowded. Maybe they figured that they weren't going to get the best service because there were so many customers yeah. in there. And they're like, "Yeah, this is we like this place, but uh, uh, it's peak hours. We got to get the hell out of here. Let's go someplace more quiet." Guys, what we're gonna do? We're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to uh, host Gator Dot Billy, the Billboard. Right. Or host Gator. I don't know what his name is right now, Travis. We're going to have to figure out what his name is. And that way I can just go back and edit it and tell you what his name is. Let's find out. And now we check in on the voicemail of the Texas Rattlesnake. Phone six, Steve Austin. Steve, you know, my biggest fantasy is financial stability. Phone sex Steve Austin has your stability. He's getting you on all fours like a filthy hee-haw. You ain't calling a fortune teller, son. You're calling the Texas rattlesnake to fill all your holes. I'm going to put my love bone in your mud hole and fuck you dry. I'm going to bang you stupid Monday through Saturday and twice on Sunday if you complain one damn time. And that's the bottom line. Now get out there and make me a bologna sandwich because Stone Cold said so. Do you have a kink that you'd like to explore? Call Steve at 636-487-HAND. Looking for the perfect gift for your young ones? Look no further. Dixco presents the Mike Moore doll. This 10-inch hero will complement the collection of kids young or old. I keep it in the box so it retains its value. Hashtag Team Mike. You can pose him. You can move his mouth. Or you can dress him up in lady clothes. It's your doll. We aren't going to tell you how to use it. His narcissism is so lifelike. The Mike Moore doll even includes three classic Mike scenes. We have a great show tonight, guys. I like feet. Eat lead, Cobra. Don't miss your opportunity to own a mic of your own. Go to WFODicks.com and get one today. Supplies are limited. Act now. Now, paint that picture in your head. Once again, WFOD. Wheelbarrow full of dicks.
Guys, welcome back. Our guest tonight is a former boxer who has been known by several names, including Billy the Human Billboard and HostGator.com. For business inquiries, reach out to him at BoxingChampAK at gmail.com. Guys, Billy Gibby is on the program. Are you Billy or are you HostGator? What, what are you now? I'm, I'm both of those. Well, I, my friends still call me Billy, but... Um... You know, legally, legally, my name is still HostGator.com, but I also have been called um, F words, all kinds of stuff. But <laughs> I, I prefer I prefer Billy, though. Yeah. <laughs> so your name legally is HostGator.com now. Yeah, currently it is, but okay. that's something I'm in the process of working on, possibly getting someone to sponsor me to change that, though. Oh, but okay. yeah, currently it still is. So what was the contractual obligation there, right? Like, so how long did that uh, end up being from the time of its inception? Well, that, that's been a number of years that, that that happened where I had that deal. But the man that owned HostGator.com, his name was Brent Oxley. He sold HostGator.com for something like $400 million to an Indian firm in India. Yeah. And once he did, yeah, once he did that, he said I was free to, to change it to whatever I want now. Oh, so, yeah. Well, yeah that, that Indian company probably gives two shits about any weird-ass <laughs> deals that that guy made under his his, his reign, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they probably don't know nothing about it at all. <laughs> Well, yeah. so I, I'm like a little bit of backstory for the listeners yeah. if they don't know, right? Like, go ahead. Uh, so I, I, th- I guess all this was kind of going around, around around like 2015 through like 2018, right? That was the the, the yeah. Big a lot time. of it was some of it. Some of it was before that, but a lot of it, most of it, occurred around that time. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I I thought of you recently, and I was looking around trying to find where you were at now in your life. And couldn't find anything, so I was like, oh, I'll just ask him. So, okay, so I Very guess cool. for people who don't know your story, I guess you were cold calling companies selling ad space on your face, right? Yeah, well, at that time, I had lost my job, and I I was struggling and worried about, you know, keeping a roof over my family's head, and I was like, I, I got to do something. And I had years before that, I had sold um, my backspace to goldenpalace.com casino. And so I was like, I did it before. Maybe companies will pay me again. And so I was like, you know, I'm kind of desperate. And so I started emailing websites and they went from there. See, yeah. Travis, what that is, that's out of the box thinking is what that is. Absolutely. Because you. you've never heard of that before. It's pretty good. Uh, how much so goldenpalace.com has your entire back right yeah they have my whole back that's still there the ones on my face i had lasered off but yeah, yeah that one's still there so when you make that deal with goldenpalace.com do you tell them how often you walk around with your shirt off or do they no. just that one was that one was kind of weird. On that one, I put an ad on eBay. I did an auction on eBay, <laughs> and that was that was when like the the whole like Jesus stuff was being sold on the you know like the grilled cheese sandwiches that look like oh, the right. Virgin Mary and all Absolutely. that. Absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. That got like twenty six grand and stuff. So people were selling everything on eBay, and I was like, you know, I'm just gonna try it, you know, and. Yeah, and some they they bought it, so it went from there. They never even checked or anything. They just wanted a picture of the the tattoo, and that was it. 
the first blow, right, is the is the big press time, right? So that's hey, this guy just sold his back to Golden Palace. Uh, that's going to be their big, that's essentially their advertising, right? They just paid for that one initial blast of advertising so that they don't really care the follow-up. No, I, I think you're right. After that, it's like they can't really do nothing with it. Probably nowadays they could with TikTok and, you know, they could have made videos of the tattooing and, and maybe made it more viral that way. But at that time, they didn't really have that social media stuff at that time. But yeah. Most of the people who bought ad space on your face were like porn websites and stuff right yeah i just what i did was i was like what websites do i go to the most and i was like (laughs) no i'm just playing i I didn't do that i didn't do that but no but yeah they were all porn sites but yeah (laughs) so i got like the 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 defunct you porn uh website like you try to go to you porn now and it's like just some weird redirection like it doesn't exist anymore a lot of them don't like shemail yum spew.com like <laughs> none of them none of them even exist now shemail yum what, what do they do on that one really <laughs> I, it, I have it, no idea. It's probably I, just like it sounds, Mike. Like, do you really have to ask what yeah, Shemail Yum I, I guess probably I, I is? I could probably put two and two together. <laughs> so you get them lasered off. And by the way, it looks great. I thought that you would see it. You don't really. I mean, I guess, you know, we're not looking at you in 4K, but I mean, you yeah, don't like, look like a guy who used to have a bunch of stuff on his face. Yeah, now it's mostly just like on the side. I don't know if you can see a little bit like right here, but most of oh, it's okay. all gone. Huh. How many how many yeah. uh how many sessions does it take to get those blasted off? Oh, I don't even remember. I just remember the pain from it. <laughs> the pain was just, it was like but I deserved it. I got him, so I had to deal <laughs> with it, but yeah, it was it was pretty sucky. That's for sure. Much worse than getting them applied in the first place, I would imagine. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they could have, they like tried to inject this stuff to numb it, but to do that, they wanted to like inject needles all over my face. And I was like, no, just get, I don't want to fucking do that. Just, just get rid of the tad, you know, laser it. That's better. Yeah. Stop, stop. Don't stick me with all those needles. Give me the one blast of pain. I don't need a a bunch of little ones. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. And so what was there something that prompted you to want to, I mean I mean other than I guess the obvious like what was it that was like okay I got to get this stuff off of me well just you know it was you don't really realize how much people judge people I mean at least I didn't you know just by looks because I never I never really I mean I guess we all in some way judge people based on looks and appearances but I I don't feel like I do a whole lot but when I had all those tattoos, it was just unreal how people would, you know, look at, look at me like I was going to kill them and stuff. And like, I, all I've ever wanted to do was help people. You know, I donated a kidney to a stranger. I, I donate blood all the time and volunteer. And for, for people to look at me and be like terrified, like I was going to kill them and shit. And it was like hard for me. And I'd go into stores and people would follow me. Like I was trying to steal stuff. And I'm like, I don't even have a criminal record ever. You know, I, I've never hurt nobody, you know? And I, that, it was you, just kind of hard. You couldn't get away with anything. They'd be able to identify you pretty easily. You're the guy with the tattoos yeah. on his face. 
Yeah, I'm there's the only one of you. Yeah, I'm the only person that has a Pornhub on his face. But it, it was kind of funny at times. People would people would be like, "Hey, that guy has the tattoo of a, the website I was just on earlier." Or you know, just something, <laughs> some things were funny, but some of it was just it was kind of weird. You know, people always like judging me like constantly. But you know, it was my own doing, and you know, but yeah. it's cool. I learned a lot from it. Well, it's the thing, you know, we, we always tell people to be your own person and, you know, fly Eagle fly or whatever you want to say, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it does happen where if somebody is sticking out in a public place, your eyes obviously divert to them pretty quickly and they're, they're singled out. I mean, I think that's probably somewhat human nature. Uh, right. But, uh, you know, it'd be nice if we could get away from that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just if a man has a porno tattoo, just let him be, you know, it's just, you know, <laughs> just let that, just let, just let that be a reminder that you have to visit Pornhub later when nobody's watching. Yeah, just, yeah, you're right. It's, it's just a, a cue for you to do what you need to do, you know, follow well, nature and go to Pornhub. If you watch anybody's YouTube stuff, Travis, they got 15 ads on every YouTube video. He's just, uh, you know, doing it in a different way. We're all in real selling life. something. So now that you got them removed, have any companies reached out to you again and uh, they, they want to be the one to, to tempt you back into the life? No, no. no. Um, but that's that's a good question there, because I I've thought about getting back into it. I, yeah. I you know, at that time I did it out of desperation. So I didn't really have like a strategic plan in place. It was just kind of like winging it and stuff but but now that i have a clean slate and you know a better strategy in mind i i kind of would like to get back into advertising was Maybe anybody on my face was anybody pissed off that you removed their tattoo or they didn't really care that much you know i i don't even think they know i don't even think they know <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they're probably gonna soon and i'll probably get a lawsuit to, to join the many others i have no i, I don't have any <laughs> I'm, just playing. I'm just playing i don't hey they, they got the initial pictures right of, of you actually having it so uh they're probably good to go travis i, mean, I feel any- like i would be the one i'd be like i paid that guy to get a tattoo on his face <laughs> with my <laughs> web address on it but all's billy would have to do especially with the technology just photoshop it back on be like here yeah, look here's a yeah. here's a picture of me holding up the the current date with my name and look it's you're it's still there right on right on my forehead that's the beauty of ai you can do that yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're you're in alaska right billy yeah yep here in anchorage alaska yeah have you always been in alaska no i grew up in the bay area in california okay so when you were doing the host gator thing were you in california or were you in alaska I was still in Alaska. Huh. Yeah. Does that come into uh, into play when you you're pitching it because I imagine that's probably a different kind of market. That's a good point. I mean, I I think if I were to do it again, I would, you know, be willing to move and whatnot. Huh. Um, you know, I I have emailed a couple websites as far as changing my legal name like FanDuel and some others. Um, I saw where Subway is doing a promotion where, you know, you'll get free Subway sandwiches for life. If you change your name to Subway, that's going on right now. <laughs> wouldn't even but have to I, change I your last name. You could be Subway.com. Yeah, they wouldn't even have to change that. The other people, they would just be Subway Williams or Subway Jones. But I, I, I'd be a better promoter of that. But <laughs> Subway sandwiches don't do much for me, though. But, I, I hear you. <laughs> wasn't there a, a nice... thing uh, like a year or two ago where 
Chipotle would give you free Chipotle if you had a Chipotle tattoo. I've heard of stuff like that. Because I think a gal got it like on the inside of her lip. And she would go in and show the people that she had Chipotle on her lip. And they why wouldn't you just get it on your ankle or something? Right. Like, why would you get it on the inside of your lip? That can't feel good. No, it probably sucks. Just get a little chili pepper and it says Chipotle right on the ankle. That'd be cute. Not on the inside of your goddamn lip. What's the most painful place to get tattooed, Billy? I don't even know. I just kind of tried to blank it all out. (laughs) Probably probably forehead, huh? Because there's not a lot of meat there. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what's weird is. I don't think the forehead was that bad. I, I think the lower back was, was kind of bad. The lower back, the the forehead, you're kind of used to, you know, getting hit there or, or you know, it's, it's, you're it's used to being touched more or, or more rough when you bump it a lot, but your lower back, I, I don't know. Okay. But oh, they did tell me when I removed them that they told me that a lot of the people who would come in to remove them would cry, especially like buff grown men and that women would go there and they'd be petite, and they wouldn't feel nothing. That's built into their genes for childbirth, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like the, the healing process because you're moving it a lot that hurts, or the actual application of it hurts? Um, Of the, the removal or the tattoo? Oh, I, I was talking about getting the tattoo, but I guess the removal well, would suck, too. Yeah, the the removal you can smell your dead skin as it's burning, oh, like no. it like burns it off and stuff. So I mean, and then when it heals, tat- you go do it again, right? Yeah, it like scabs over and you bleed and everything, and then once it heals, then you go back and you know go through more pleasure like that again. And Billy, you're you're wanting to get back into this business. <laughs> yeah, but no no more Pornhub or any of that. But I, I would definitely <laughs> only respectable sites. <laughs> yeah, respectable porn sites. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no more shit or yum. I mean, only fans, maybe, but. <laughs> uh, well, maybe some Christian Mingle or uh, J Date, something like that. <laughs> yeah, Tinder, some good ones, you know, respectable ones, right. very respectable. <laughs> Billy, are, are you doing anything? Can I send people to something? Do you have something going on? Um, well,. You know, I, I, just my email right now, My I have Facebook, but I don't have like a website or anything. That's something I'm trying to, you know, get one designed and whatnot, but I don't currently have one. I would imagine if you are actually trying to get back into this business, that that would be as you're starting back into it would be to incorporate social sure. media a lot more. Right. Like, I mean, I would imagine the journey would probably be the most interesting for people nowadays. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that would be really important to have a big social media and all that. And that way I could link it all up and everything. Do you well, have out, lots, of, your- lots of videos and pictures and stuff? Can we make the documentary? Travis, this would make a great documentary, right? It's not over yet, though, right? Like this is there's a second phase happening right now. Of course, we could start the documentary about the initial journey. But I think that really kind of the 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 climax of it would be where we go from there. Yeah, I mean, we need, we need to get the archive out, Billy. This would make a great documentary. That would be cool. I'm open to anything like that. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> we know a lot of documentary filmmakers. Hopefully if they listen to this, maybe we can get the ball rolling. Uh, why don't you say your email? If you're interested in people getting a hold of you um, and we can kind of go from there. And if, you know, if you do get some sh- social media started, if you actually get back into this thing, or if you have anything else going on, you know, we can update the people uh, when that happens. Absolutely. That's great. My uh, my email address is boxingchampak at gmail.com. Billy, man, it's cool talking to you. We appreciate your time. 
Yeah, uh, you you were in the long line of people that we had discussed probably what seven well, years I ago. I reached out to him way back then. Right. I I had the email chain still. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is like you you were one of a handful of people that we had discussed on the show, reached out to in the heyday. Uh, and now we're revisiting. Uh, yeah. I think the World Speed Project guy is another one that we had talked to after we, had, I mean, how many years later. So it's actually really fun to follow up with you um, and see where you're at now. So we really appreciate it. I appreciate you guys for having me on. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. Thanks, Billy. Take care. All right. You as well, guys. Have Take a good care. day. You too. too. I, I mean, that documentary would be great, Travis. It would be very good. We could sell like that said, easy. Right now, I think would be the kind of the lull and then it would be the build back up if he actually right. does some more stuff would be cool. I don't That's, think I don't, we should encourage people to to get him to get new tattoos on his face. I no, I don't, don't think do he that. should do that. I'm surprised that he's wanting to do that, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> especially after he's talking about all the all the pain and stuff like, it, you know, there's something. It's not necessarily I expected him to be like that, but I kind of figured he wasn't some i thought he was gonna be way scarier travis i guess i'm one of those people that judges a book by his cover. he had the he had like the red contact lenses and stuff travis right. he's a scary looking guy that's all for you know it's all part of the package it's like and that's the thing it's like i i i figured he wouldn't be that weird weirdo like i figured that'd be he'd probably be just like a guy and was like figured something out and like took advantage of it yeah. and then uh i don't know like he yeah, it's, it's it's just really good to follow up. With it. It's so. not a. I should have asked the prices, Travis. Now I'm already thinking of what I should have asked. Like, how much did they pay him? Yeah, would I he have, would he have told us. You think? I don't know. I think he I would thought have told of, us probably. I, I think he probably would have too. I thought about that too, but I figured it might have been in poor taste. Like, what's but, the amount, Travis? Yeah. What? Well, he didn't. He tell us. Oh, maybe he told us the grilled cheese. I thought he told us yeah. about the. He told uh, us how much people were selling Jesus grilled cheeses for. That's right. I thought maybe that's right. I remember him saying a price, and I wasn't sure if it was in uh, in relation to the grilled cheese or to his entire back tattoo. Travis, I have a pick of the week. You want to you want to do picks of the week? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I I purchased a video game for the uh, Nintendo Switch, Travis. It's called Cruisin Blast, mm. and. Uh, it it you, you know when you go to like an arcade or a movie theater or something and they have the the car racing game of course cruising usa cruising usa yeah this is like a direct port of that travis so much fun but my pick of the week is not cruising usa or cruising blast travis my pick of the week is the cruising blast theme song which i imagine is probably like the nightmare of Dave and Buster's waitresses or like people who oh, work sure. concession stands at movie theaters or yep. the, the people who make the, the pizza at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Travis? I just hear that song cranked the entire time they're working. I, I have it. Do you want to, you want to hear the yeah, let's, let's theme play song? It. It's, it, it's catchy, Travis. It'll, it'll get you right in the feels. You're going to, you're going to be singing this tomorrow when you're, goes on for that like, and then it would stop time. completely just to show you the coin op screen for about yeah. a minute and a half yeah. 
and then it would blast again. And then it just starts over. And so, like, I imagine if you work at any place that had one of these games, you hate that song because you've heard that lady for years. They buy one of those cruising USA machines, Travis. It's staying there. It's staying there forever because it's too heavy to move. No, the only thing that they would ever do with that machine would be to slap an out of order sign on it, <laughs> unplug it, and then cut the cord. Yeah, sorry, this one's done. Yeah, <laughs> I want to listen to anything else other than that lady. But yeah, no, just w- when I can, when I can opt in and out of listening to it, Travis, catchy little jam, love it. That reminds me a lot of the uh, that scene in the Forty Year Old Virgin when Paul Rudd loses his goddamn mind because she <laughs> keeps playing that Michael McDonald DVD. Yamo be there. Yamo be there. <laughs> Travis pick of the week. Travis pick of the week this week is Jack Ryan season four, the final season. Uh, so damn good. If you haven't seen the Jack Ryan series and you're a fan of action and espionage and crazy shit like that, please check it out. But season four is no exception to how great this series has been. It pisses me off that John Krasinski did not want to do any more than four. And I hope that they revisit with some movies or something, because goddamn, every time this show comes on, I get super jacked. I think there was only five episodes for this season. Uh, so really, it kind of was almost like just a long movie. But uh, damn, is it good? I'm is, going to miss Jack Ryan. Is John Krasinski, is he a badass or does he just outsmart people? He's so believable as like just like this cool CIA agent guy. Like he's not like James Bond. He's not like Chris Hemsworth in Extraction where he's too badass or he just, too smooth or whatever. He doesn't he's beat just, like, a whole lot of people up. No, he just shoots a bunch of motherfuckers. He does get in fights and stuff, but I mean, he's like, like he's fallible, right? Like, so people can kick the shit out of him uh, if he gets in the wrong situation. But he's just good at what he does, right? Like, yeah. so it's 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 almost like a, a original John McClane, right? He's just like a guy in a fucked up situation, except this is a man who is part of the CIA. Uh, who knows what has to be done to uh, keep uh, the U.S. safe. Of course, there is a lot of uh, United States propaganda and it just yeah. because of the subject material. But uh, goddamn, is it so good? Uh, I was excited for this season. It did not disappoint. Uh, check out Jack Ryan season four. If you haven't seen uh, the other ones, watch season one through four. Uh, like I said, if you like action shit without a lot of nonsense that you get in a lot of today's flicks, uh, it's not there. It's just a really good, fun action watch. Now, I caught some things that you said, Travis, that I want to go back to. You said Please. original John McClane. You're talking about like Die Hard 1 and 2 John McClane, where yeah. he was a normal guy. He was an actual guy. He wasn't jumping off of helicarriers and shit. Like He wasn't <laughs> crashing a helicopter while machine gunning somebody and then jumping out of the helico- helicopter into a fountain and surviving and do being you, just fine. Do you remember that one with Justin Long when he drove the car and then like jumped out of the car and the car flew up and killed a helicopter? Wasn't that a motorcycle? Or was it, was a, it a motorcycle? That's even I better. think it was a motorcycle that he fucking shot into the fucking and then jumped out and kind of just rolled on the pavement, made a pithy quip. He and like kind of just became magic at a certain point. Yeah. Yeah. Where yeah. yeah, he could just do anything. Really, It's kind of like how slashers, you know, in the first one, they're just like a person. And then as they carry on in the sequels, they just become like superhuman, uh, supernatural. Well, entities. They, they've died so many times, Travis. Exactly. And I think that John McClane kind of followed suit with that. Um, And that's what I'm afraid of with like, I know 
like uh, Denzel and like the Equalizer and stuff, right? There's been a handful of action star or Liam Neeson and Taken, right? Like they just they're just guys in the first one and then they're just like oh maybe yeah, we're close. looking at it wrong maybe we don't see like their evolution i mean you know if they've gotten to that point they've gotten through three takens by the fourth taken obviously they're better at takening do you think that it's like a video game like if you get through one taken you like start to power up your character by the yeah. time you get to the third taken your characters like maxed out on health maybe that's the way that we should look at it travis we've been looking at it wrong like you know when when you when you're playing in the minor leagues you kind of you know build towards something you get tutelage travis through the first two diehards and you learn what you can do by the time simon shows up in diehard three you can't die we've proven it let's just let's just swing away baby it's probably a lot of like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas where, you know, the more hookers you beat and the more you, you like work out in the gym between hooker beatings um, that you just like your character gets jacked and just can't be touched. Uh, Travis, I think we did it. Um, yeah, we sure did. Let's do it again. Yeah, probably probably about a week from now. We'll do it again, guys. Uh, thanks for sticking with us. We'll uh, we'll see you next time. for listening to this installment of WFOD. Our operation is 100% independent, so your support is appreciated. We don't advertise, so we rely on word of mouth. Please take a moment to tell a friend, share a link, leave a review, or any of the other things podcasts ask you to do. Music featured in this episode is by Carl Casey at White Bat Audio. Check him out at whitebataudio.com. You can contact us with comments or questions by phone at 636 636- 487 hand or by email at mike at wfodix.com travis at wfodix.com or drunk at wfodix.com special thanks as always to our patreon sponsors jim chadman brian kranz liquid lozenge valerie carpenter jay adson and rabbit poundings if you want early access to episodes you can support the show at patreon.com slash wfodix Our entire catalog can be found at WFODshow.com, or you can find our feed of the latest episodes on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, iHeart, or wherever else fine podcasts are found. Check us out on social media, WFOD Show on Twitter and Instagram, WFODicks on Facebook and YouTube. We will return next week, but really, we're never gone.
You know it's over. 